Section 34 of The Ego and His Own This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. The Ego and His Own by Max Stirner My Intercourse, Part 11 that society which communism wants to found seems to stand nearest to coalition for it is to aim at the welfare of all oh yes of all cries whiteling innumerable times of all that does really look as if in it no one needed to take a back seat but what then will this welfare be have all one and the same welfare all are equally well off with one and the same thing if that be so the question is of the true welfare do we not with this come right to the point where religion begins its dominion of violence christianity says look not on earthly toys but seek your true welfare become pious christians being christians is the true welfare it is the true welfare of all because it is the welfare of man as such this spook now the welfare of all is surely to be your and my welfare too but if you and i do not look upon that welfare as our welfare will care then be taken for that in which we feel well on the contrary society has decreed a welfare as the true welfare if this welfare were called e g enjoyment honestly worked for but if you preferred enjoyable laziness enjoyment without work then society which cares for the welfare of all would wisely avoid caring for that in which you are well off communism in proclaiming the welfare of all annuls outright the well-being of those who hitherto lived on their income from investments and apparently felt better in that than in the prospect of whiteling's strict hours of labour hence the latter asserts that with the welfare of thousands the welfare of millions cannot exist and the former must give up their special welfare for the sake of the general welfare no let people not be summoned to sacrifice their special welfare for the general for this christian abomination will not carry you through they will better understand the opposite admonition not to let their own welfare be snatched from them by anybody but to put it on a permanent foundation then they are of themselves led to the point that they care best for their welfare if they unite with others for this purpose e g sacrifice a part of their liberty yet not to the welfare of others but to their own an appeal to men's self-sacrificing disposition and self-renouncing love ought at least to have lost its seductive possibly when after an activity of thousands of years it has left nothing behind but the misere of to-day why then still fruitlessly expect self-sacrifice to bring us better time why not rather hope for them from usurpation 
salvation comes no longer from the giver the bestower the loving one but from the taker the appropriator usurper the owner communism and consciously egoism revealing humanism still count on love if community is once a need of man and he finds himself furthered by it in his aims then very soon because it has become his principle it prescribes to him its laws too the laws of society the principle of men exalts itself into a sovereign power over them becomes their supreme essence their god and as such lawgiver communism gives this principle the strictest effect and christianity is the religion of society for as feuerbach rightly says although he does not mean it rightly love is the essence of man e g the essence of society or of society communistic man all religion is a cult of society this principle by which society cultivated man is dominated neither is any god an ego's exclusive god but always a societies or communities be it of the society family la penates or of a people national god or of all men he is a father of all men consequently one has a prospect of exasperating religion down to the ground only when one antiquates society and everything that flows from this principle but it is precisely in communism that this principle seeks to culminate as in it everything is to become common for the establishment of equality if this equality is one liberty too is not lacking but whose liberty society's society is then all in all and men are only for each other it would be the glory of the love state but i would rather be referred to men's selfishness than to their kindnesses their mercy pity etc the former demands reciprocity as thou to me so i to thee does nothing gratis and may be won and brought but with what shall i obtain the kindness it is a matter of chance whether i am at the time having to do with a loving person the affectionate one's service can be had only by begging be it by my lamentable appearance by my need of help my misery my suffering what can i offer him for his assistance nothing i must accept it as a present love is unpayable or rather love can assuredly be paid for but only by counter-love one good turn deserves another what paltriness and beggarliness does it not take to accept gifts year in and year out without service in return as they are regularly collected e g from the poor day labourer what can the receiver do for him and his donated pennies in which his wealth consists the day labourer would really have more enjoyment 
if the receiver with his laws his institutions etc all of which the day labourer has to pay for did not exist at all and yet with it all the poor wight loves his master no community as the goal of history hitherto is impossible let us rather renounce every hypocrisy of community and recognise that if we are equal as men we are not equal for the very reason that we are not men we are equal only in thoughts only when we are thought not as we really and bodily are i am ego and you are ego but i am not this thought of ego this ego in which we are all equal is only my thought i am man and you are man but man is only a thought a generality neither i nor you are speakable we are unutterable because only thoughts are speakable and consist in speaking let us therefore not aspire to community but to one-sidedness let us not seek the most comprehensive commune human society but let us seek in others only means and organs which we may use as our property as we do not see our equals in the tree the beast so the preposition that others are our equals springs from a hypocrisy no one is my equal but i regard him equally with all other beings as my property in opposition to this i am told that i should be a man among fellow-men i should respect the fellow-man in them for me no one is a person to be respected not even the fellow-man but solely like other beings an object in which i take an interest or else do not an interesting or uninteresting subject a usable or unusable person and if i can use him i doubtless come to an understanding and make myself at one with him in order by the agreement to strengthen my power and by combined force to accomplish more than individual force could effect in this combination i see nothing whatever but a multiplication of my force and i retain it only so long as it is my multiplied force but thus it is a union neither a natural ligature or a spiritual one holds the union together and it is not a natural not a spiritual league it is not brought about by one blood not by one faith spirit in a natural league like a family a tribe a nation yes mankind the individuals have only the value of specimens of the same species or genius in a spiritual league like a commune a church the individual signifies only a member of the same spirit what you are in both cases as a unique person must be suppressed only in the union can you assert yourself as unique because the union does not possess you but you possess it or make it of use to you property is recognized in the union and only in the union because one no longer holds what is his as a fief 
from any being the communists are only constantly carrying further what had already been long present during religious evolution and especially in the state to wit propertylessness the feudal system the state exerts itself to tame the desirous man in other words it seeks to direct his desire to it alone and to contend that desire with what it offers to state the desire for the desirous man's sake does not come into the mind on the contrary it stigmatizes as an egoistic man the man who breathes out unbridled desire and the egoistic man is its enemy he is this for it because the capacity to agree with him is wanting to the state the egoist is precisely what it cannot comprehend since the state as nothing else is possible has to do only for itself it does not take care for my needs but takes care only of how it makes away with me i e make out of me another ego a good citizen it takes measures for the improvement of morals and with what does it win individuals for itself with itself i e with what is the state's with state property it will be unregimentally active in making all partnerships in its goods providing all with the good things of culture it presents them its education opens to them the access to its institutions of culture capacitates them to come to property i.e to a thief in the way of industry etc for all these thieves it demands only the just rent of continual thanks but the unthankful forget to pay these thanks now either can society do essentially otherwise than the state you bring into a union your whole power your competence and make yourself count in a society you are employed with your working power in the former you live egoistically in the latter humanly i e religiously as a member in the body of this lord to a society you owe what you have and are in duty bound to it are possessed by social duties a union you utilize and give it up undutifully and unfaithfully when you see no way to use it further if society is more than you then it is more to you than yourself a union is only your instrument or the sword with which you sharpen and increase your natural force the union exists for you and through you the society conversely lays claim to you for itself and exists even without you in short the society is sacred for the union your own consumes you you consume the union nevertheless people will not be backward with the objection that the agreement which has been concluded may again become burdensome to us and limit our freedom they will say we too would at last come to this that every one must sacrifice a part of his freedom for the sake of the generality 
but the sacrifice would not be made for the generality's sake a bit as little as i concluded the agreement for the generality or even for any other man's sake rather i came into it only for the sake of my own benefit from selfishness but as regards the sacrificing surely i sacrifice only that which does not stand in my power i e i sacrifice nothing at all to come back to the property the lord is proprietor choose then whether you want to be lord or whether society shall be on this depends whether you are to be an owner or a ragamuffin the egoist is owner the socialist a ragamuffin but ragamuffinism or propertylessness is the sense of feudalism of the feudal system which since the last century has only changed its overlord putting man in the place of god and accepting as a thief from man what had before been a thief from the grace of god that the ragamuffinism of communism is carried out by the humane principle into the absolute almost ragamuffinly ragamuffinism has been shown above but at the same time also how ragamuffinism can only thus swing around into owners the old feudal system was so thoroughly trampled into the ground in the revolution that since then all reactionary craft has remained fruitless and will always remain fruitless because the dead is dead but the resurrection too had to prove itself a truth in christian history and it has so proved itself for in another world feudalism is risen again with a glorified body the new feudalism under the suzerainty of man christianity is not annihilated but the faithful are right in having hitherto trustfully assumed of every combat against it that this could serve only for the purgation and confirmation of christianity for it has really only been glorified and christianity exposed is the human christianity we are still living entirely in the christian age and the very ones who feel worst about it are the most zealously contributing to complete it the more human the dearer has feudalism become to us for we the less believe that it still is feudalism we take it the more confidently for ownness and think we have found what is most absolutely our own when we discover the human liberalism wants to give me what is mine but it thinks to procure it for me not under the title of man but under that of human as if it were attainable under this mask the rights of man the precious work of the revolution have the meaning that the man in me entitles me to this and that i as individual i e as this man am not entitled but man has the right and entitles me hence as man i may well be entitled but as i am more than man to wit a special man it may be refused to this very me the special one if on the other hand you insist on the value of your gifts keep up their price 
do not let yourselves be forced to sell out below price do not let yourselves be talked into the idea that your ware is not worth its price do not make yourself ridiculous by a ridiculous price but imitate the brave man who says i will sell my life property dear the enemy shall not have it at a cheap bargain then you have recognised the reverse of communism as the correct thing and the word then is not give up your property but get the value out of your property over the portal of our time stands not that know thyself of apollo but a get the value out of thyself proudhon calls property robbery but alien property and he is talking of this alone is not less existent by renunciation cession and humility it is a present why so sentimentally call for compassion as a poor victim of robbery when one is just a foolish cowardly giver of presents why here again put the fault on others as if they were robbing us while we ourselves do bear the fault in leaving the others unrobbed the poor are to blame for their being rich men universally no one grows indignant at his but at alien property they do not in truth attack property but the alienation of property they want to be able to call more not less theirs they want to call everything theirs they are fighting therefore against alienness or to form a word similar to property against alienity and how do they help themselves therein instead of transforming the alien into own they play impartial and ask only that all property be left to a third party e g human society they revictuate the alien not in their own name but in a third party's now the egoistic colouring is wiped off and everything is so clean and human propertylessness or ragamuffinism this then is the essence of christianity as it is essence of all religiousness i e godliness morality humanity and only announced itself most clearly and as glad tidings became a gospel capable of development in the absolute religion we have before us the most striking development in the present flight against property a fight which is to bring man to victory and make propertylessness complete victorious humanity is the victory of christianity but the christianity exposed thus is feudalism completed the most all-embracing feudal system i e perfect ragamuffinism once more then doubtless a revolution against the feudal system revolution and insurrection must not be looked upon as synonymous the former consists in an overturning of conditions of the established condition or status the state or society and is accordingly a political or social act the latter has indeed for its unavoidable consequence a transformation of circumstances yet does not start from it 
but from men's discontent with themselves it is not an armed rising but a rising of individuals a getting up without regard to the arrangements that spring from it the revolution aimed at new arrangements insurrection leads us no longer to let ourselves be arranged but to arrange ourselves and sets no glittering hopes on institutions it is not a fight against the established since if it prospers the established collapses of itself it is only a working forth of me out of the established if i leave the established it is dead and passes into decay now as my object is not the overthrow of an established order but my elevation above it my purpose and deed are not a political or social but as directed toward myself and my owners alone can egoistic purpose and deed the revolution commands one to make arrangements the insurrection demands that he rise or exalt himself what constitution was to be chosen this question visited the revolutionary heads and the whole political period foams with constitutional fights and constitutional questions as the social talents too were uncommonly invited in society arrangements philanthropies etc the insurgent strives to become constitutionless while to get greater clearness i am thinking up a comparison the founding of christianity comes unexpectedly into my mind on the liberal side it is noted as a bad point in the first christians that they preached obedience to the established heathen civil order enjoined recognition of the heathen authorities and confidently delivered a command give to the emperor that which is the emperor's yet how much disturbance arose at the same time against the roman supremacy how mutinous did the jews and even the romans show themselves against their own temporal government in short how popular was political discontent those christians would hear nothing of it would not side with the liberal tendencies the time was politically so agitated that as is said in the gospels people thought they could not accuse the founder of christianity more successfully than if they arraigned him for political intrigue and yet the same gospels report that he was precisely the one who took least part in these political doings but why was he not a revolutionist not a demagogue as the jews would gladly have seen him why was he not a liberal because he expected no salvation from a change of conditions and this whole business was indifferent to him he was not a revolutionist like e g caesar but an insurgent not a state overturner but one who straightened himself up this was why it was for him only a matter of be ye wise as serpents which expresses the same sense as in the special case that give to the emperor that which is the emperor's for he was not carrying on any liberal or political fight against the established authorities but wanted to walk his own way untroubled about and undisturbed 
by these authorities not less indifferent to him than the government were its enemies for neither understood what he wanted and he had only to keep them off from him with the wisdom of the serpent but even though not a ringleader of popular mutiny not a demagogue or revolutionist he and every one of the ancient christians was so much more an insurgent who lifted himself above everything that seemed sublime to the government and its opponents and absolved himself from everything that they remained bound to and who at the same time cut off the sources of life of the whole heathen world with which the established state must wither away as a matter of course precisely because he put from him the upsetting of the established he was its deadly enemy and real annihilator for he walked it in confidently and recklessly carrying up the building of his temple over it without heeding the pains of the immured now as it happened to the heathen order of the world were the christian order fair likewise a revolution certainly does not bring on the end of an insurrection is not consummated first my intercourse with the world what does it aim at i want to have the enjoyment of it therefore it must be my property and therefore i want to win it i do not want the liberty of men nor their equality i want only my power over them i want to make them my property i e material for enjoyment and if i do not succeed in that well then i call even the power over life and death which church and state reserve to themselves mine grant that officer's widow who in the flight in russia after her leg has been shot away takes the garter from it strangles her child therewith and then bleeds to death alongside the corpse grant the memory of the infanticide who knows if this child had remained alive how much it might have been to use of the world the mother murdered it because she wanted to die satisfied and at rest perhaps this case still appeals to you sentimentally and you do not know how to read out of it anything further be it so i on my part use it as an example for this that my satisfaction decides about my relation to men and that i do not renounce from my access of humility even the power over life and death as regards social duties in general another does not give me my position toward others therefore neither god nor humanity prescribes to me my relation to men but i give myself this position this is more strikingly said thus i have no duty to others as i have a duty even to myself e g that of self-preservation and therefore not suicide only so long as i distinguish myself from myself my immortal soul from my earthly existence etc i no longer humble myself before any power and i recognise that all powers are only my power which i have to subject at once when they threaten to become a power against or above me 
each of them must be only one of my means to carry my point as a hound is our power against game but is killed by us if it should fall upon us ourselves all powers that dominate me i then reduce to serving me the idols exist through me i need only refrain from creating them anew then they exist no longer higher powers exist only through my exalting them and abasing myself consequently my relation to the world is this i no longer do anything for it for god's sake i do nothing for man's sake but what i do i do for my sake thus alone does the world satisfy me while it is characteristic of the religious standpoint in which i include the moral and humane also that from it everything remains a pious wish pium decidum i e another world matter something unattained thus the general salvation of men the moral world of a general love eternal peace and the cessation of egoism etc nothing in this world is perfect with this miserable phrase the good part from it and take flight into their closet to god or into their proud self-consciousness but we remain in this imperfect world because even so we can use it for our self-enjoyment my intercourse with the world consists in my enjoying it and so consuming it for my self-enjoyment intercourse is the enjoyment of the world and belongs to my self-enjoyment end of section thirty four recording by elaine webb bristol england